Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married, Married Life. Life. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back. Team Dancer in the house. Team Dancer. Oh, yes. I think it's the first time you ever said that. Yeah, gotta switch it up. Switch it up. You always say I'm regimented and stick to the script. So <laughs> I had to flip the script on you today. You better stay on your toes. You never know. Flip the script. I flip the script. <laughs> so anyway, welcome back. This is us, y'all. This is us. Um, today we're going to start a new discussion. Uh-oh. We will discuss three C's, mm-hmm. and they might throw some more C's in there, but we are going to focus our discussion on contract, marital contracts, marriage covenant, and commitment. Marriage is a commitment. So we're going to talk about the contract of marriage, the <laughs> covenant of marriage, and the commitment of marriage. The contract of marriage. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of put it like that. I don't, I don't know, but okay. marital contracts, okay. if you will. Wonder if that's a, wonder if that's when you said that it just prenuptial agreement just came to my mind. Mm, a contract. It's a contract. Yeah. It's a signed agreement. Yeah. So um with that perspective um or assumption is do people see marriage as a contract or a covenant? Are you asking me? I'm, as- <laughs> I'm asking those out in podcast land. And it was quiet. I didn't hear anybody answer. So you're the only one in the room with okay. me. So, so, I mean. Because because prenuptial agreement just came to me. I mean, literally. That just, that, just, that was like a, a download from heaven. Some people see, I would say some, see marriage as a contract. What you came in with, that's yours. What I came in with is mine. Mm. So I, it's not what's yours is mine and what's yeah, go ahead. mine is yours? <laughs> no. Or is it what's yours is mine and what's mine is mine? Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's how people think about it. But um yeah, I I think people see marriage as a contract. Mm. Unfortunately. Mm. And not necessarily as a covenant. Because if they did, and then again, this again, our podcast, Christian podcast, yes. And so, if people saw marriage, if Christians saw marriages as covenants, then there wouldn't be the divorce rate that there is in the church. That's true. I mean, well, we're getting a little bit of yeah. ahead ahead yeah. of ourselves. We're yeah. getting far down into far our down. our manuscript of notes here. Our manuscript. Of <laughs> yes, uh, but by contrast, Scripture tells us. That marriage is a covenant. Mm-hmm. It is not a contract. And in fact, it's not even an agreement with that person. You're making an agreement with God. Yes. Um, with that person. Y'all yes. are getting an agreement based on God's word. And according to God's word, marriage is a covenant between a man and a woman when it comes yes. to marriage. Yes, absolutely. Between a man and a woman. Absolutely. So I'm going to throw out another C. Uh-oh. When I was uh, typing Uh-oh. up my notes, some people may get married for convenience. Mm. They say, I don't want to live in sin, so I'm going to go ahead and get married. The Bible does talk about that. Yes, it does. It says if you can't control yourself, go and get married. Yes. And we found out. Um, well, I'm going to come back to, to convenience because that word 
when you say convenience and what immediately came to my mind and those of you who live in the United States is 7-Eleven, like a convenience store mm-hmm. um, or, or a convenience store, depending on where you live at, um, the local bodega or corner store, wherever. Mm-hmm. And, but those stores are quick and easy, but ultimately you wind up paying more for the same thing than if you would have gone to a, a different type of store. Uh, whether it's supermarket or whatever, mm-hmm. or a store that spe- specializes in whatever you're purchasing. So you're going to wind up paying more just for the convenience mm. of going to the corner store or wherever. There's a price for convenience. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But and and convenience, you know, that's why they call it convenience stores. They're usually on, you know, I ain't going to say on the corner. Well, we grew up in New York, so we, we know what corner stores are yeah most of the time they was on the corner or or on the block (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but as we moved we found you know different convenience stores 7-eleven you know so on and so forth Mm -hmm. and so convenience stores usually on you go to a convenience store when you're on your way to somewhere Mm -hmm. and you don't want to wait yeah you want it quick and easy (laughs) so quick and easy get in get out i i do that right now i don't go to the local Stores around here, I go mm-hmm. to the convenience stores, and it drives me crazy <laughs> because he'll say, "Let's just let's just pop in Seven Eleven and grab this." I'm like, "No, there's a Walmart. Go to Walmart. It's cheaper." He doesn't want to wait in the line. Um, ooh, that's Uh-oh. a word that's, right that's, there. That's a doubt. So pe- we both got that. So people just don't want to <laughs> wait. They don't want to be inconvenienced. No. They don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't want to wait. That's why I don't go to Walmart. I just go to 7-Eleven. He sure does it. And I don't have a problem standing in line <laughs> at Walmart parking, finding a parking spot. I don't want to deal with and, all that. And going in there and paying less money. It takes too much time. Yes, it does. And that's mm. that comes back to don't want to wait, don't want to take the time. So I'm going to convenience. Y'all, I feel that in my sha-na-na. <laughs> We've been married for 33 years. And if we did not want to wait, we would not be here today. But there is something in the waiting. When you wait on God and do it God's way, Mm -hmm. there is a greater blessing. And the thing about it, when you wait on God and you do it God's way, God is obligated to... Um, maintain whatever it is you're waiting on. In this case, we're talking about marriage. Mm-hmm. God is mm-hmm. obligated to maintain mm-hmm. the marriage. Yeah. If you say, God, you know, I'm going to wait on you. I'm not leaving. I'm not, you know, doing this, that, the other. I'm going to wait on you. Stand on your word. Let God, let God do what God does. Yes, because He's true to His word. Yeah. He's not a man that He shall lie. He said, if He said it in His word, then He'll bring it to pass. Then He's going. He's able to perform. He's mm-hmm. going to perform what His word says. Yeah. So if he tells you that I'm going to bless you for being obedient to my word or following my commandments, another C word um, for marriage, then God is true to his word. Now, the thing of it is we have to be patient. We can't try to, you know, like rush God. Mm -hmm. It's in his timing. So we want it convenient and we want it fast, but that may not be the route that God has for us. That may not be the road, the journey that God has for our marriage. So we got a little bit off track about no, that, contract and covenant, but 
we, we <laughs> stuck on convenience because yes. when we were talking about weight, the scripture that came to me was wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Mm-hmm. And it, again, I say wait. I know it's in there. Somebody, you can Google it. I don't know where mm-hmm. it is off the top of my head, but it's in there. Uh-huh. And so the thing about going to... Walmart. We'll get that scripture for you as promised. We yeah. told you before that if we say something, we go, we're not going to have yeah. you Google it, but you should, you should, you should, but we're going to go ahead, and, but we are going to look that up yes. for you. And Walmart, I want to come back to Walmart because mm-hmm. here's the thing for the, the big box stores. When you go in for me, I just want to go in because I know what I want and I'm going to come out. Behind the scenes. You think, <laughs> this is behind the scenes <laughs> Carry on, dear. A little technical oh difficulties goodness. in the background. Oh, if we ever put what we do behind the scenes on the internet, you all would be amazed how that we even record this podcast. So Walmart. And Walmart or uh, the big box store versus uh the little convenience store. You go in. For me, I go in, I get what I want, I get out. I'm not worried about what else is in there. I may, but if I go into the big box store, the big department store, I may see something else and come out with more than what I initially wanted. Now, this Mm is just as again talking about marriage or single people talking about marriage. If you wait and do it God's way, He may give you your heart's desire which is more than what you asked for. He'll do exceedingly abundantly far above all you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. So if you have patience working in you, he can do exceedingly abundantly. That's another scripture we'll that. get for you. Yes, that's, <laughs> that is in. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that yes. scripture for you. It's one of my favorite scriptures. I can't believe off the top of my head. Uh, I can't the, remember. The pressure of recording the podcast. Yeah. One take. Yes. So he'll give you more than what you ask for. He'll do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. But because we don't want to wait and we don't want to go through the process. For me, I don't want to wait. I don't want to go through the process. I don't want to park in the back of the parking lot, <laughs> walk to Walmart or walk in. Because that's where I usually park at. I'm, I'm not one of those people who try to find a spot up front. And it frustrates, <clears throat> it frustrates like his wife. wife. <laughs> like his wife. I sure do, buddy. <laughs> Like, I'll park in the back, walk. I don't want to go through all of that. I just want the convenience. And so um, sometimes in marriage, we, you know, get married for the convenience of finances. Um, Some, one of the spouses may have money, a good paying job, well-paying job, and the other one does not. And so, hey, let's get married. I don't know how that's going to work. Well, we've. We've cup, we've counseled couples. Yes, because um, money does not solve money the problem. Answer, yeah, money answer for all things, but there are some things money can't can't buy. Exactly, and money can't buy you peace. That's for sure. Absolutely not. And nor can it buy you happiness. Um, it may, yeah. So anyway, um, I another scripture popped in my head. You have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Uh, that's in Hebrews 10 and 36. But that one popped in my head as well. Um, so I know later on we're going to talk a little bit more again about the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And patience is one of those fruit. Yeah. Um, is one of the fruit. So during this COVID-19 
from what I'm gathering, the Lord has given us. Because again, this is all, this is not even in our notes, is that be patient, wait on the Lord. Because be, we be of good courage. Be of good courage. Again, I say wait on the Lord. God will give you exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think, as long as you don't go the convenient route. And so we understand COVID and you know, everybody was quarantined or self-quarantined or however you want to call it, depending on where you are in particular part in the world. But just don't you don't want to get out of God's will and do something, make a decision, a permanent decision over temporary circumstance. Right. Right. So, for lack of patience. Yeah, for lack of patience. So, I mean, people get married for the convenience. Again, just to wrap this up, of finances, family, maybe one person has children and the other person doesn't. So it's like, hey, let's bring our families together and we'll have a blended family, which in and of itself, once you start bringing children into the equation, that adds a whole nother dynamic um, to the marriage. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we started this out with, Convenience for fun, which is, you know, sex, which is what the Bible says. Hey, if you can't control yourself, go on and get married. And the only thing we've 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 said this consistently um, in all the years we've been coaching, counseling, is that even after the sex is over, now what? You still got to live with each other. Right. And I think I mentioned this in another podcast. There's 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And certainly, um, well, I don't know. And well, (laughs) <laughs> you're not having sex 24 hours a day. No. Um, and let's just say you sleep eight, you're still not having sex 16 hours a day. There's still other um, other <laughs> things that you got to contend with in a yeah. relationship. So, I mean, again, this is convenience and um, people get married and they don't live in the same, not, e- not even the same house, but they live in different houses. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine being married and not living in the same house with my spouse. I'm going to go a step further with that. I can't imagine some people who are married and they don't sleep in the same bedroom. Uh Uh-oh. 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 So, (laughs) CeeLo, that was for somebody out there. Well, you don't know my situation. You don't know my circumstance. Oh, well, he snores or she snores and I can't. Y'all gonna have to work that thing work out. out. Get one of those CPAP machines or something. And and for us, we've always slept in the same house, slept in the same bed. Yeah, with the exception of when you were in the military. Yeah, or somebody's sick. You know, somebody I don't want you. Whatever. You know, you know if you cough and sneeze, anyway. Sorry, y'all. All you did was just spray me with Lysol. <laughs> Which you can't find. Which we can't. I was thinking the same thing, but I was like, "Do we need to even that. say that right now?" Um, it sounds like a unicorn. You can't find that. We stuff. we digress, y'all. Okay. Well, sorry. All right, sorry. Back to our regularly scheduled yes. program. Um, so the other C we wanted to talk about is contract. Mm-hmm. Um, the other I'm, C we we didn't even get to it. We started with convenience. We did. Okay, so it's four C's. <laughs> we started C's. off saying it was going to be three C's, but for some reason, the Lord had us stay on convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll add that as one of the C's for today. So contract, uh, the definition for a contract is a formal and a legally binding agreement. Uh, contract is agreement with a man and the words on a piece of paper. That's to me, that's really what it is. You could sign a contract for just about anything. You sign a contract for when you buy your house. Yeah. How many people do you know 
that, you know, unfortunately and sadly have had to uh, foreclose on their house Mm -hmm. or, you know, had an issue where they couldn't keep up with the payments for whatever reason. Car notes. You sign a contract when you buy a car if you're not paying cash, if you're financing a car. When you get a credit card, you sign a contract. You mentioned earlier, prenuptial agreement, you sign a contract saying what you came in with, these are all the things that belong to me Mm -hmm. if we don't stay together. And so those things are made to be broken. Mm -hmm. Um, People all the time break contracts. So marriage is clearly not designed to be a contract that you could just rip up and say, it didn't work. I'm done with it. Oh, but people do. Yes. And we could testify. Everything you talked about, we could testify about in our marriage. Everything you just mentioned. Yes. Uh, we, got, <laughs> we had the car possessed. Possessed. Oh, possessed. <laughs> <laughs> Repossessed, y'all. <laughs> we are on it today, y'all. Uh, yeah, we we, had, we've never had a possessed car. You no, know, we have not. But we've had a repossessed car. Yeah. <laughs> We had the repo man come and get it because we were a little overzealous in signing that contract mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and could not make the payments. Overextended yourself. Overextended ourselves, yes. Mm-hmm. And and I just a side note here, just notice we're saying ourselves. We made those mistakes together. Mm-hmm. We're in this together. We've never said, or I don't even know if either one of us said, well, it was your idea to buy the car anyway. You knew we couldn't afford. We yeah. together purchased that vehicle and we together got it repossessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so what was I about to say? I don't know. <laughs> So, if, yeah, we, and it, this, okay, coming back, and we've always, we've said this, you know, consistently, we've operated biblical principles, even when we didn't know they were biblical principles. Mm-hmm. So when the car got repossessed, you know, this was early on in our marriage, neither one of us was saved, so on and so forth. And like Renee just said, I don't recall us having a conversation of, well, if you didn't buy that car, or you didn't do this, or you didn't do that, you know, it was... We we were in it together, and um, <clears throat> we made the mistake. We learned from it, and we've never had a car repossessed <laughs> since then. <laughs> we've never, thank God, thank you, Jesus. But yes. I just wanted to let you know that, you know, we were in agreement. We didn't know, we didn't know anything about being in agreement. We didn't know anything about that. We just know we made a mistake. And we took ownership of it, the two of us, and we learned from it. And God blessed us. <laughs> Just like that car dealer came and took ownership of their car <laughs> when we didn't make that payment. <laughs> oh, man. We're laughing about it now. And and for people out there listening to the podcast, I'm pretty sure you're going through some certain things. And you're thinking, well, we can't laugh about it now. One of the things about me, I'm always going to laugh. That's one of the things about me. I, my family, we're going to find something to laugh about. But if you go through the process, you'll look back on it with your spouse and say, remember when God did this? Remember when God did that? 
And then you'll wind up laughing on it. You'll have memories. Mm-hmm. Or remember when we tried to do da 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 and God yeah. stopped it and God blocked it. Oh, yeah. We tried to get cars, car notes, a truck. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. And it was our credit wasn't that good. And they said we were going to have a $900 car note. And we was believing God. We believe in God. We was like, yes, we can do this. Yes. God said, mm-mm. Yep. I'm going to have to stop my children from making this stupid mistake. <laughs> $900 car note. <laughs> And this was years ago. Oh, my God. Anyway. Oh, man. But he stopped it. Thank you, Jesus. My, my ignorant children. <laughs> so uh, in, my, in my job, and um, when a customer asks for something, when they open a ticket, a trouble ticket, one of the first things we ask is, is it in their contract for whatever they're asking? Again, mm-hmm. we're coming back to contract. Is it in their contract? If it's not... Then we don't support. Then we're not supposed to provide that service or functionality if we don't get a modification to that contract. Mm-hmm. And the rhetorical question I have is: Marriage supposed to be like that? Whereas, and this this comes back to the prenuptial agreement. You know, you come in with yours, I come in the, with mine. But what happens if we building something together? Right. You know. Right. Exactly. And that's you know the Bible talks about being. The husband's, uh, the wife of your youth, I'll, I'll find that scripture somewhere. And you're supposed to grow together, build things together. <clears throat> Excuse me. Grow together and build together as you go along. And so you just have to be mindful about not looking at the world and how the world does things. Because a lot of times we look at the media or in this country, Hollywood, and see how different so-called stars do things. And that that's... That's not how the church should be handling marriage. A contract also has an opt-out clause. And so um, in in marriage, would that be a divorce? I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Mm. Divorce was never an option in our house. And again, we were not saved when we got married. But we always said we are not getting a divorce. Right. Right. <clears throat> and you should never go into it with that that out or yeah. that idea that you know we could just we could just get a divorce if yeah. it doesn't work or let's have this set up just in case just in case you got you know, just in just case, in case account. accounts right mm-hmm. right got just in case or I'm going to keep my um we both had a house and we're living together but we're going to keep this other house cuz we can afford it just in case just in case you know we'll rent it out or something but just in case mm-hmm. we have it and you're setting yourself up for fl- for fate for failure <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what's going on with us today in these words you are setting yourself up for failure if you're planning with just in case in mind you should plan to succeed it's mm-hmm. i have a thing that i tell my clients I say, why don't you plan to eat healthy and cheat just happens? Don't plan to cheat. Like they always want to have a cheat day. So plan to succeed. Sometimes things happen that you don't plan, but plan to succeed. Always have steps in place that it's going to succeed. Don't have these things set up just in case it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And... So when we was, you know, going through our notes, um, the Lord just dropped us down in in our spirit, said difference between successful marriages and those that end in divorce. Do you want to know one of the differences? And I was like, sure, Lord. 
um, successful. <laughs> <laughs> sure, since you're giving me information, successful marriages, they use the differences, their differences, to make their marriage more powerful, while mm-hmm. those that weren't successful fail to use their differences as a source of strength. Mm-hmm. Because a source of strength and or, you know, contempt thereby ending the marriage. So basically, if you're successful in your marriage, you understand that you and your wife, the husband and wife have different strengths. Mm -hmm. And you use those strengths to your benefit. Whereas, or even the weaknesses, you know, somebody understands, hey, you're weak in this area. I'm strong in this area. So let's come, come on. This comes back to celebrate each other's differences. Celebrate your differences, yes. Celebrate your differences. And so those that aren't successful, they don't celebrate each other's differences. They're like, oh, I can't believe you did this. I can't believe you thought this. I can't believe you did that. Instead of saying, wow, I'm glad you thought that because I don't think like yeah. that. So then that's, you know, two brains are better than one, two yep. heads are better than one kind of thing. Opposites attract mm-hmm. because most of the time you have different uh, qualities that draw you to that person, mm-hmm. a quality that you don't have. And that's one of the things that took me uh, some time to really learn to appreciate about you is that you make me better because of the areas that you're strong in. I'm not strong in. So I lean to you. I lean on you and I look to you in those areas and you Except help me. You don't want me to use that area. Ex- uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I got to be careful. Well, exactly. You know? I mean, I there's, there's, you know, the Bible says to everything, there's a time and a season. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to pick the right timing. <laughs> oh my goodness. So speaking of the Bible, <laughs> marriage is a covenant. Yes. We've talked about what you shouldn't do. You shouldn't. It's not a contract. No. We said you should not get married out of convenience. Um, it is, in fact, a covenant. It's an agreement with God and his word. It's basically it's a sacred agreement. Mm-hmm. And so that's why when you stand before the ministers, they say uh, he or she, uh, the minister says marriage should not be entered into lightly. Or they should say you should not be entering into marriage for contractual reasons Mm -hmm. or out of convenience as well. Um, Because it is, you're standing before God and saying, God, based on your word, because you designed marriage, because you instituted marriage, I'm going to do as a wife and as a husband what you have ordained for me to do in this ministry. It is a ministry. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 7, 9, mm-hmm. the NIV version, Now, therefore, that the Lord your God is God, he is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. I wish I, wish I had a recording, a recording of what you just said. We do. It's a podcast. No, I mean, without. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Y'all pray for us. (laughs) By the time y'all hear this, it'll be over, but just pray for us. Um, And Joshua, and this is, I want to go and and just bring up a quick scripture. Joshua 9 and 14. And this is a very broad assessment of the scripture. So I, you please read it in your own leisure is that God told the children of Israel, he said, I'm going to bring you into this land, but kill everybody. 
said, kill everybody in there. And so um, when they started killing off the people, the inhabitants of the land, um, they came across a certain group of people who, who dressed a certain way and said they were very poor. And they were like, hey, I know you're killing everybody, but we'll be your slaves and um, just come um, come into covenant with us. And so the children of Israel, they knew what the Lord said. They, the Lord told them distinctly, kill everybody. But because these people looked like they were didn't have anything and they looked less than, you know, uh, a threat to the children of Israel and they were offering to be their slaves. They were like, oh, OK, we'll go in the covenant with you. And then they never children of Israel. They never prayed about it. Um, Joshua and his crew, who, his people, they never prayed about it because if they, I'm pretty sure if they would have prayed about it, the Lord would have brought to their remembrance. I told you to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And so the moral of the story is they were tricked into going into a covenant with these uh, people, this group of people. And so even after they found out the group of people were not. Um, destitute, as destitute as they made it seem, they could not get out of the covenant because God is a God of covenant. And so what does this have to do with marriage? I'm glad you asked in podcast land. (laughs) You may have gone into the marriage for convenience or you may have uh, did the contract thing, but God's standard is God's standard when it comes to marriage. And so now you understand, or now we've been talking about uh, marriage being marriage is a covenant and God is a God of covenant. So even though you may have been tricked and I know there are people who've gone into uh, marriages where they thought their spouse was one way because that's the only thing their spouse showed them, their current spouse showed them. But after they got married, they saw a whole nother side of their spouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the mask came off. Yeah. The mask came off and this is how this person really is. And you're like, Whoa, I did not know that. You were deceived or tricked, but what do you do now? You don't come out of the covenant. You don't, God didn't give us a, a out for that when it comes to marriage. He didn't give you an out because you were tricked. Just like the children of Israel who went into this covenant with this people in Joshua 9, God said, you got to uphold your word. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come back to something else. The holder said years ago, and we've been saying on this podcast, what happens when you realize you're not the one? You become the one. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to realize that God holds a covenant. That's his word. And so he holds it in high esteem. And you really, and I don't want to get too off it, too far off into the deep water on this one. But you really, when it comes to marriage, and I'm trying to be very careful in what I say. There are very few instances where you can break the covenant. I just put it to you like that. Biblically, biblically speaking, I know now when it comes to, you know, marriage, we had marriages, irreconcilable differences and so on and so forth. That's not in the Bible. I'm just telling you, it's not in the Bible. So you, you can do with that what you want, but yes. I just, well, he did this to me and she did this to me. Forgiveness. Uh-oh. You have to forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, in, Psalms 103, 17 through 18 in the NIV version, but from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children 
with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The word precepts means a general rule intended to regulate behavior or thought. So we got to make sure that we are obeying his precepts and we are staying in line with the covenant that we made with God. You know, what's interesting about that scripture is from everlasting to everlasting. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how long it is, but that from everlasting to everlasting, Mm -hmm. that, that means that's a commitment. And God is saying, my love is so long. I'm committed to you for so long. And we just, for right now, for, you know, we don't want to commit. Oh, I'm not getting ahead of myself. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, but that, I mean, that's a good segue into what we're going to talk about uh, next. Cause we are going to talk about commitment. Okay. All right. Um, one of my favorite quotes that I share with my clients is, and I don't know who wrote this quote. I can't take credit for it, but I love it. Commitment is doing the thing that you said you were going to do long after the mood you set it in has left you. I said that. How many? (laughs) Okay. Um, So (laughs) how many people standing at the altar was in the mood? Oh, I'm in the mood to, I love this person. Or when they proposed and you said yes. And, and when they proposed, they Mm -hmm. were so in love and they got married and then, the mask came off yeah. or things changed uh, and you're no longer in that mood. Yeah. You have to still stay committed to the covenant that you made with God. And sometimes some, in our, in some cases, it, what I've noticed, and this is just me personally, some people are more committed to the wedding day than they are the marriage Yes, they put a whole lot of effort, time, energy, money into one day and then make no investment in the marriage. What about the marriage? That's the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with or you should be thinking that way. But as you just stated, Renee, put a whole lot of time, effort, and once those invitations go out, people on the road, Getting yeah. married, they, they like they they locked. Or once they post it on social media, mm, they like that's it. Get married, <laughs> you can't can't turn back now. But but we're here to tell you you can. You can. You can down down to the time before you say I do. Yeah. If you really don't, don't. Yeah. Don't don't play don't don't play married. Mm. Don't don't do that because that's anyway. I don't want to go down that road. All right, so. Um, commitment, what does um, Pastor Julia say? <laughs> you asking people to commit in a non-committal society. He said uh, that over 20 years ago. Over 20 years ago. Asking people to commit in a non-committal society. All right, 1 John 5, 3, and 4 uh, in the King James Version. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Mm-hmm. We say we love God. If we love God, then we will keep his commandments. That's, yes. And his commandments for marriage is yeah. in Ephesians 5. Yeah. And we talked about that. 
uh, previous podcast. Yeah. So we will direct you to go ahead and reread <laughs> Ephesians 5 if you're not clear on what a wife's role is and what a husband's role is for marriage. So people don't want to commit. And why is it that you do not want to commit? That's one of the questions. I. That's a rhetorical question. Just think about it. And one of the, when we do premarital, and this, <laughs> this is interesting, we usually ask the people, you know, look, the, if it's the, the man or the woman, depending, who have, look at the person you're about to marry and look at their track record. Have they shown you a track record of commitment, whether it's their job, whether it's, you know, house, cars, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, have, have they shown you they can be committed to something? You know, yeah. if they're always job hopping every six months, they found a new job. Or as, you know, we talked about earlier, you know, you can't commit, you know, you, your car note got repossessed. You know, I understand things happen. Mm-hmm. We understand things happen. But if things are getting repossessed and your credit is shot, then maybe that's showing you this person does not have a history of commitment. So before you decide to marry this person, maybe that's something that's a conversation you all need to have. Yeah, do do a, a commitment quiz. <laughs> you know, do you have any children? Do you pay child support? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how long have you been on your job? What's your credit score? How many places have you lived in the last, you know, couple of years? Mm-hmm. Uh, why have you lived in so many different places? Why have you had so many different jobs? Yeah. Um, these, is question, these are questions you need to ask. And don't be intimidated or afraid to ask. And this is for both the male and the female. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to ask those hard questions. Because if this is the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, those are things that you need to know before you enter into a covenant with God that says, I am going to spend the rest of my life with this person to death do us part. And death doesn't mean you can off them. <laughs> when it's not working out, you say, "God, you said till death do us part." So oh, let me go man. ahead and speed this up. But um, but to the but to the couple who's not married, and if you want to have this conversation, and the person says, "I don't want to talk about it," red flag. What does that tell you? You know, we can't talk about this. We can't talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. What we oh, y'all do What you mean? We're not going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be in partnership. And covenant going into covenant for the rest of our lives, and you're telling me we can't talk about this? And I'm supposed to base, I'm supposed to put my life in your hands. I'm supposed to be submissive to you, whether husband or wife, doesn't matter. And but we can't talk about why you keep job hopping or why this or why that. Right. But just like you said, red flag. And so God will put things in your life, He'll put people in your life to show you, you know, this may not be the right person for you. Or this may not be the right time. Coming back to convenience. Do you want to go to Walmart and be wait and have to go through everything you have to go through? Or do you want to go to 7-Eleven? Get in, get out. <laughs> I mean, you're going to wind up paying more if you go to the convenience store. Yes. You'll get in and out, but you'll, excuse me, you'll wind up paying more. Yes. So um, in the book of Malachi 2 and 14, um, it talks about, I don't, I don't want to read the whole scripture, but it says, um, 
The Lord was the witness between you and the wife of your youth. This is the wife of your youth. Thank you, Jesus. Malachi 2 and 14. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so there, there are some benefits to getting married at a young age. I'm not telling anyone to get married. We are not counseling anybody over this podcast because in counseling, there has to be a dialogue, give and take. And right now we just giving you. We yes. Not, and there's always two sides to yes, the story. Yes. So we are not telling you to get married. I'm not telling you to get married, but I'm saying there are benefits to getting married at a young age. In the Bible days, couples got married at a young age and they dated throughout their marriage. And so now we do the exact opposite. And you see how that is working out for us as a society. <laughs> we right. There, in the Bible days, there was no such thing as dating. Really, there wasn't. You didn't date. You got married and then you dated after you got married. So it's our responsibility as husbands, wives, to still date our spouses and keep the fire burning throughout our marriages, have date nights and so on and so forth. Um, Again, this is commitment. This is covenant because we understand we're in this for the long haul and we're not going to, as Mark 10 and 9 says, therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. So we're going to make this thing work. Renee and I, again, divorce is not an option. We're going to make this thing work. Yep, It works if you work it. Yeah. And if you work the principles of God, um, going back to what we said, many podcasts alone, if you're not a, um, a go, if you're not selfish, if you're not looking at it for what can I get out of it and you are selfless, then things go a whole lot smoother Mm-hmm. When you're not trying to have your own agenda or get your own way. When you, what about me? You, what about me? What about me? What about me? What about me? Selah. So <laughs> in in Galatians um, 6, 9, and 10, and this, again, you can read it. It just talks about in the Message Bible. It says, let not ourselves allow, let not. Let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued at doing good. Again, this is commitment. This is covenant. And then it goes down to talk about starting with the people closest to us. And so your spouse, there should be no one closer to you than your spouse. I mean, God, we, you know, God and then your spouse. And so um, whatever happened to the fruit of the spirit. And we talked about that. You can't just throw that out the window because we don't want to. Convenience. Marriage of convenience. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wait. I don't want to go through anything. I don't want long suffering. I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to do I'm that. I'm tired, so I don't want to wait in the long line. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Galatians. Well, the Lord oh. is just on it right now. Yes. Galatians <laughs> 5, 22 and 23 in the Passion Translation. I want to read this. Because so so we're going to talk about the fruit, right? The fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. The Lord's on it. Um, oh, you're on it too. Uh, I'm on it. you on it? I'm on it. Okay. All right. But the fruit of the Spirit, <laughs> but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, but they are meant to be limitless. And so for those of you who are thinking about the D word, never set the law above these qualities. So you just have to be mindful of that, that these 
qualities, the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the fruit that's produced by the Holy Spirit is above and beyond man's law. So, you know what the Lord dropped in my spirit when we were doing our notes. And this was actually um, early on in the week when we were preparing our notes uh, before um, you wanted to talk about the fruit of the spirit. But as you're talking, I'm reminded about uh, what the Lord shared with me. And I'm thinking, how could we expect someone to have the fruit of the spirit if they don't have the spirit of God in them? Mm-hmm. And so we've spent many weeks, months now, um, doing our best um, with the direction of the Lord to use us to help marriages, to quote unquote, save marriages, help marriages to survive and thrive. But the thing that we have been, um, we neglected to do was to first deal with the individual and their soul. It's important to know that the principles that we laid out for everyone is um, some of some of our experiences, some of our advice, but mainly using the foundation, the Word of God. And the Word of God is true that we must. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So my question out there in podcast land is, have you given your life over to God? I pause for a second because I want you to think about that. Have you made Jesus Christ the Lord over your life because marriage is hard enough, but it's even harder when you don't do it the way the Lord has instructed. If you don't have a relationship with God, because God left us his Holy Spirit to direct our paths, to comfort us, to guide us through life, through marriage. Mm -hmm. And so we certainly need the Holy Spirit in our life And that happens after salvation. Romans 10 and 9, which is the sinner's prayer. I'm going to give you a second because I want you to get that. I'm going to read it to you. Romans 10 and 9. No, we in podcast land, but I'm going to take a moment for this one. Okay, Romans 10 and 9 says this, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So I want you to take a moment and I want you, if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is a podcast altar call. We are calling all sinners to the altar now. And please repeat after me. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, Jesus. come into my heart. heart. I am a sinner sinner. and I am need of your grace, your saving grace. grace. Come into my life. life. Save Save me. 
I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you died on the cross. And you rose again. And you rose again. Forgive me. Forgive me. Of anything. Of anything. That I've said. That I've said. That I've done. That I've done. That I've thought. That I've thought. That was not pleasing to you. That was not pleasing to you. Created me a clean heart. Created me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit within me. And renew a right spirit within me. I accept you. As my Lord and my Savior, in Jesus' name, amen. If you said that simple prayer, again, read Romans 10 and 9. You are now saved. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.